With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear from Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day and defensive coordinator Jim Knowles on their Tuesday, October 17th press conference in which they put a bow on last Saturday's Purdue game and looked forward to this weekend's massive showdown against the Penn State Nittany Lions. Ryan Day talked about the development of Kyle McCord and what he will need to do against an excellent defense from the Nittany Lions on Saturday. He also discussed the red zone package, which featured backup quarterback Devin Brown to varying degrees of success on Saturday. And he also gave a pretty vague update about injuries to such players as Travion Henderson, Mayan Williams, Emeka Buka, and Denzel Burke. For his part, Jim Knowles talked about whether or not he expects JT Tui Maloa to have a similar game to last year's matchup with Penn State. He discusses Ty Leak Williams' ability to knock down passes, true freshman Jermaine Matthews' ability to enter the game when Denzel Burke went down injured, and much more. Now, before we get into that audio, if you're finding this episode on LandGrantHolyLand.com, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get all of the unique and varied perspectives that you will only hear from the Land Grant Podcast Network. Also, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We would really appreciate any positive ratings and reviews that you could throw our way. All right, after a short break, we'll be back with Ohio State head football coach, Ryan Day. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. 
From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. Ryan, um, it's not, I guess, necessarily that Kyle has had um, protection issues like chronically, but there were a couple of instances last week with the, the fumble and uh, the uh, grounding call. And there's been a couple other plays like that. I guess just how are you counseling him right now through those situations as I guess he continues to grow in the way that he anticipates those pressure situations in the next day? Yeah, the number one um, most important thing is the football and um, – you know that's going to be the way this weekend. You know it's it's a huge part of the game, and you know, we got to take care of the football across the board. Um, we got to make great decisions, and you know know when to cut your losses. Um, have a have a plan for when it goes. You know the way that you expect it to, but have a plan for when it goes. Um, you know sideways, and and I think that's it's really what you have to do every time you go into a, a play. Is okay. Here's what we expect. When it doesn't go that way, you know, I might have to be in a management situation, which is let's not make bad plays any worse. And that's all part of playing the position. You obviously would have been part of the um, planning and everything last year for a game like this. And when you're, when you're seeing a team like this for the second time, are you building off of concepts and stuff that he would have already maybe been familiar with going into a week like this? Uh, you know, we play so many games and, and there's so many um, – you know, just different practices. But I think the good thing is, again, for somebody who's been in the system for a couple of years, they've been through preparation before, they've been through, um, you know, game planning situations, they've seen the games live. Um, you know, I think a lot of our guys understand what this game is going to be, the intensity. Um, but, but yeah, you know, now that, um, you know, the coordinators have been there for a couple of years. There's a little bit of a familiarity there, but they change year in and year out. Their personnel changes. It, it changes in the game. So, um, but it is good to have some guys that aren't doing it for the first time. Spencer Albrook, Letterman Road. Ryan, you guys look like you got a little bit more creative in the way that you guys use motion and things on Saturday. Uh, is that part of the progression with Kyle and just giving him more and giving this offense a little more with each week? Yeah, I think every week we want to keep adding more and growing. Um, you know, there's there's give and take to everything that you do. You know, you want to give the guys a clean plan. You want them, excuse me, like like you said, you know, the, the pictures change. It changes for the guys up front. It changes the picture for the defense as well. So, um, yeah, every week we'll try to add more and more different wrinkles. Keep adding to the to you know what we think can stress out defenses. 
He's your fifth, he's your fourth uh, new starter since you got to Ohio State. Is this like on progression with where the other guys were with getting them more? Is it like game six, game seven when you start to give them more, or is that different for the quarterback? Um, yeah, I, I, that's probably about right. Yeah, I think that it's it's similar maybe than, than some of the other guys. Um, yeah, I, I think that he's probably right on pace. Uh, Jeremy Birmingham, Rivals, the podcast. Right, looking back at Saturday, Purdue did a really nice job pressure. Wise blitzed a lot. You saw Kyle sort of th- throwing off the back foot a lot, maybe not getting the, the arm strength that you expect to see. Is that coachable? Is that just a kid reacting to the pressure? Or was it a mechanical breakdown somewhere else? I think there was a little bit of both going on. I think they brought um, you know, one more. You know, you saw some zero pressure and anytime that happens. Um, you know, we'll certainly see some of that this week where they bring one more than you can than you can block. And when that happens, sometimes you do have to drift away from the extra defender to buy yourself enough time for the receivers to get open. And in that moment, you know, you, you may, may take the ball a little bit off the ball to allow the receiver to react. Um, but there were other times where that wasn't the case, where, like you said, there was either a breakdown in protection, which... Um, you know, certainly the line has their part of it, but also it's every you know it's this just tight ends, it's the running backs, it's everybody involved. Um, but but you know, certainly what we want to do is we want to take a good drop, we want to get our feet in the ground, and you know all the power from throwing the ball comes from your cleats being in the dirt. So um, you know there were some times probably we were drifting a little too much. Uh, Dan Hope, Eleven Warriors. Ryan, how much did you recruit Drew Aller when he was in high school, and just kind of what was that relationship like? Well, he's a he's an Ohio kid who had a great career. Um, we already had Quinn Ewers committed to us, and then there was a reclassification, and at that point, uh, he was already committed to Penn State. Um, but a lot of respect for him for his program, and, and certainly being from the state of Ohio, he's a very good player. What do you think of the player he is now and kind of what kind of threats is he going to propose to the defense? I think he's done a good job in his first year. He's he's had poise. You know, he's a big, strong quarterback who, um, you know, leads the team well and manages the game well and, and has a good makeup. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Cameron T. Robinson, the athletic. Brian, God, that touchdown, Kyle threw to Kate, where he just kind of ripped it in that tight window there. He's, Kyle seems to be getting more and more confident with his arm just, and his eyes just letting the ball whip more good. How have you seen that growth over these, these first six weeks? Yeah, I think every week it, it's, it improves, it gets better. Um, there's certain things that you, know, you see for the first time every time you're out there. I think the one thing that's unique about our opponents this year is that almost every defense has been significantly different week in and week out. You saw something last week that we hadn't really pre- prepared for in the last couple of years with, you know, very different defense. Um, you know, Notre Dame was different. Uh, Maryland was very different. You know, each week, you know, the fronts are different. The coverages are different. So it's it's great learning for all of our guys to be able to, you know, identify what they're up against, learn from it, and then grow. Back like that, who's gaining that confidence and trusting his arm and his eyes more. What's that conversation like with him as you try to um, – add more to this play. Yeah, I think you're, you're trying to build the confidence up and you're trying to, um, you know, challenge, um, you know, everybody, but but certainly, you know, Kyle to to grow in certain areas and, and, um, and he's responded well to that. I think, you know, he's responded well to the challenges. I mean, this challenge that we have this week is, 
is going to be a big one. I mean, this is this is a very good team, very good defense. Certainly, well documented that they're you know the best defense in the country statistically. Have a lot of guys returning off of last year's team, so um, you know he knows we got to have a great week, and you know, that's just that's for everybody on the team. We got to have a great week of preparation, obviously. Tony Gerben, Buckeye Huddle. Ryan, how can you tell you're facing a, a great defense if they haven't faced any? Top offenses. Well, you know what they are coming off of last year. They're a very, very good defense, and um, you, know, you can see the turnovers they're creating. And um, you know they're still they played against some solid teams. It's not like you know they haven't played against anybody. Um, they've they played against some, you know some some Big Ten teams, and, and you can just see the the one on one matchups. You, and then also, like you said, coming off of last year. I mean, these guys have played before, and um, some veteran guys on that side of the ball. So, I mean, they're 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 a very good defense. And they've created some turnovers this year, bunch of interceptions against Illinois. How much do you talk to Kyle about that this week? Is it more than any other week, or the same as it, as it always is? Um, just like every week. Yeah, um, it's just when you're in games like this, as we know, it could come down to one play. So everything is amped up. Um, you know, the consequences are higher. The stakes are higher, and um, that's the way you want it. You know, we've already been in one of these games this year, but it's just a reminder when you get in these types of games. Dave Biddle, 24-7 Sports. Dallin Hayden got his first extended action. What did you see out of him that you liked? Yeah, um, I thought when the ball was in his hand, he did some really good things. And I thought our O-line um, opened up some better holes, but but I'll, but Dallin ran hard well uh, as well. Um, I thought once he got through the line of scrimmage, you know, he got up to the safeties and um, one run in particular, you know, he really lowered his shoulder and, and ran the safety over, which... I think he's you know number thirty one for Purdue's a really good young safety and um, and he, he finished that run really well so that was probably his best run um, but you, you saw his feet moving the hole and that was great especially for somebody who hasn't really played this year. He seems like one of those guys when the lights come on he always performs like going back to the Maryland game last year against Purdue. Is there something holding him back in practice? Maybe that he's not doing well. No, I, I think again that the best thing that Dallin does is when the ball's in his hand um, and you know he 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 does a nice job with that. I mean there's certainly more to it than that but. But you know we're we're happy with how he played on on Saturday. Over to the right, Dom Barry, WBNS. Coach, I don't know what you can get into. How healthy are you guys? Any word on Trey, uh, Mayan, uh, and Mecca? Yeah, I'm not going to get into all those guys, but but hopeful that we'll have all those guys back for Saturday. Uh, the other thing, you know what it's like playing over there, noon kick here. Uh, just what, what what's your message to the fans coming this week? Yeah, well, I think. I think the first thing is, you know, I know I talked to Gene about this and, and you know, one, one of the biggest things that he mentioned to me was getting everybody, you know, in the stadium early. Um, you know, we want to do that. We've done that in the past, um, you know, just to set the tone. But this is one of those games that, you know, we, we've got to really create a hostile environment for, for Penn State, um, in particular their offense. You know, when we're really loud in the stadium, anytime that the, their offense has the ball, it makes it very difficult to operate. The communication, um, the snap count, you know, all of those things. And so the, the louder we can be, it doesn't matter whether it's third down, red zone, short yardage, you know, if, if they're operating and they're on the field, the louder we can be, the more hostile that we can be, um, advantage Buckeyes. So you know, that's really one of the things this week that I'll be talking about because, you know, this is, this is a big game, but we got them here in, in, in the shoe and, and let's make it, you know, as loud as we possibly can. Clay Hall, WSYX. When you're facing a defense like this, or number one in a couple of categories, number two in another, are you trying to find, is there a weakness to find, or you know that's not going to happen? Or when you sit around that table, somebody goes, says, hey, I think we ought to 
I, I've just noticed they don't do this well. I mean, has that moment happened, or you you know that's not going to happen this week? Um, I, I think the first thing, you, anytime you're looking at a game plan, you look at the personnel, and then you look at this, the scheme, and you try to do the best you can based on the personnel you have, based on the personnel that they have. Um, what gives our guys the best chance to be successful, to move the ball down the field and score touchdowns. Um, there's a lot that comes with that. Certainly there's the schematics of it all. Um, it's also what your your team knows, what your team has practiced. Um, there's also things that will come into the game plan that you know are specific to, to your opponent. Um, that's not any different this week than any other week, but, but there's a lot of hours spent in those meeting rooms uh, going through that to make sure that... Um, you know, our players are playing fast. And I think that's important for coaches to, you know, give them a clean plan, you know, not to not to put too much on them. You don't want them thinking too much. You want them playing fast. Austin Ward, the podcast, Rivals. Ryan, I know you'd never use an injury for an excuse for a game because you knew, probably knew you weren't going to have a Mecca on Saturday. But how much do you feel that in a game, considering all the different ways that you can use a Mecca and maybe some of the creative stuff that we saw maybe with Xavier specifically, how much of that is just a product of not having a Mecca? Well, yeah, Mecca, you know, we all know the production that Mecca's had and the impact that he's had on our offense the last couple of years. And um, anytime you don't have somebody like that, it does affect your offense for sure. Um, we do have great depth. When we lost Chip, we did get, you know, well, we didn't panic, but it was concerning because now you've lost three starting running backs and, uh, or you know, three of your you know your top running backs, and the great news was Dallin was able to step up in a big way. Xavier was able to step up in a big way, um, and you know I thought Xavier you know graded out a champion. He played well in a lot of areas. He's very versatile for us. You saw him doing a lot of things: running the ball, catching, blocking, and you know when you have veteran guys like that who can do many things, you do have to get creative. You have to figure out ways to kind of make it work because uh, ultimately nobody cares. You got to figure out a way to get it done. What is it about Xavier that allows you to use him in such a variety of ways? I think the first thing is he became a great special teams player over his career here. So he's a really good football player fundamentally. The second thing is he played running back. He actually played cornerback for a little a little time here, and he's played receiver. So he's able to do many things. You know, he's, he's, he can be physical and block because he's learned how to play special teams. He can carry the ball. He can run routes. And when you do that and you have that skill set, you're a real weapon. Uh, uh, Steven Means, Cleveland.com. With the situation that's going on with Chip Trey and Mayan right now, I know you guys wanted to redshirt him, but given the way he performed last week, but also what's going on with that room, has that decision changed at all whether or not you guys redshirt him? I mean, we're still going to do what we think is best to win every game, and, and uh, it was great to see Down run out there and, and play well in the game. So, um, you know, when that decision has to be made, we'll make that decision. That decision doesn't have to be made right now because we still have a little bit more wiggle room. But, um, you know, if it comes down to winning games, and certainly, you know, we'll sit down with Dallin and make sure we're all on the same page. But I know Dallin wants to play, and Dallin wants what, to do what's best for himself, but also for Ohio State. For us on the outside, when we see Dallin run, whether it's last year or on Saturday, it seems like he's hitting holes, reading it the right way. But sometimes the way you have talked about him in the past, it's, you bring up the stuff like the ball security, and maybe the pass pro. Is he still developing those areas, and does he uh, – is the ball security an issue in practice? Because we haven't necessarily seen No, no. I, I think, um, like you said, I mean, the number one job of running back is to take care of the ball. I think you, know, you can check that box, you know, for, for, for Dallin. So, so that, that's been great. Um, 
and so yeah, the more opportunities he gets, um, you know, the better he's going to better he's going to be, and so we'll, we'll see how this week shakes out. Steve Hellwagen, Sports. Yeah, coach, the Devin Brown package there on the uh, goal line, the red zone. Just uh, what were your thoughts? Looked like you had it down there three times with him, and got two touchdowns, and then had the ball knocked out the other time, which kind of predictable, I suppose, with a guy in a new situation. Just what were your thoughts about how that all played out? Is it here to stay? Yeah, I, I think when when you get down into those type of situations, you know, you the numbers start to um, you know work against you on offense, and when you add the quarterback into it, it, it can change those numbers. Um, but the great thing about Devin is that you know he can throw the ball well. You've seen the throw, throw he made to to uh, to Brandon at the end of the game. Um, so the good he's not you know just a running quarterback. However, he is big, strong, and athletic, and competitive. And so we, you know, had been messing around a little bit with it, but felt like um, going into that game with the weather situation, at least the forecast about midweek, we can't get caught in a situation like we had in the past, maybe. So that was part of it. And then then we added that down in the red zone and felt like it was a good package schematically and wanted to let Devin go and and kind of get his feet wet in that area and um, flush out any possible mistakes that may happen. Um, I thought he ran hard. I thought he competed. I think he, you know, um, hopefully learned his lesson there on that one, but um, but it certainly does give us a different wrinkle, and you know we'll continue to build on that package. Uh, Whitney Harding, WCMH. You just mentioned the weather; it's going to be similar potentially this weekend. So, how good is it? What the guys showed at Purdue as far as short yardage, third down that you might have to replicate a big time this weekend? Yeah, um, I mentioned it during the bye week. You know, you're into October and November in the Big Ten, so it's going to it's going to be, you know, at least three probably bad weather games, and so we got to handle it. So we'll we'll practice in it this week if if it shows up and and be ready to go. But um, you know, we, we got to be able to run our whole offense. You know, we got to be able to run everything. But um, but we'll always look for ways that we can, you know, adapt to the environment, adapt to the situation when appropriate. Yeah. Wrinkle you guys showed was a QB sneak or you know tush push, where everybody wants to call it these days. Um, it seems like an easy play, but how much goes into one making that call on that play and two go actually converting it? Yeah, I mean there's there's pluses and minuses to everything that you do, and um, you know we we try to you know we don't just have one or two plays in those situations. We have a handful of things that we work on, things that we save, things that um, you know we we. We try to grow upon things that you know we do in a game that we try to have a counter off of it, you know, all those types of things. And so um, we felt like uh, that was a good moment to, to get that right there and, and secure the, that first down. And, and we'll keep looking at ways to do everything we can to get that yard or two in short yardage. Joey Coffin, Columbus Dispatch. And just to follow up on, on Drew Aller's recruitment, you mentioned at the time Quinn reclassified, and then you looked at Drew and he was already committed to Penn State. Is recruiting a player in that situation kind of like being? Trying to man the drive where you're backed up against your own goal line. I imagine, I imagine it's difficult to, to really pull that off. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're into those type of situations, for sure. Um, we were always respectful of the situation. He was always respectful of the situation. He and his family were great, and um, you know, it just it's kind of the way it played out. But a lot of respect for those guys. Yeah, but respectful. Just, just. Yeah, just you know, when you're committed somewhere and you have a relationship over time, you know, it's it's just one of those things where you know you. You kind of you know talk to them and, and reach out and just you know see you know if anything were ever to change you know let us know but at the same time um, you know he was committed to Penn State and we respected that. Clarify earlier you asked about 
guys were hurt, Denzel wasn't in that group. Is the hope for him also to be back? Yeah. Dudley Maurice, Kings of Columbus. Uh, Ryan, it seems like Penn State had, I don't know, three, four, five guys who can really get after the passer. Yeah. Um, what do you think of them, and what do you think of the way your offensive line has protected Kyle so far this year? Well, I think um, there's always plays that we can improve on, um, but this will be, you know, our big, the biggest challenge to date. They're, um, you know, very twitchy, very quick. Um, you know, they get after the quarterback at a high level. Um, you know, both ends, you know, are NFL players for sure. They've been very productive, disruptive. And so, you know, our, our tackles in particular are going to have to do a great job. Um, you know, they do, they are creative about, you know, where they align guys and everything. So it's, it's going to be everybody. You know, they do a lot of moving and do a lot of blitzing. So, um, you know, we're going to be on our game. But, um, you know, it's been like that against Penn State for a long time. And I think Penn State's second in the nation in time of possession. They're not, haven't been very explosive offensively, but they, they grind it out. You know, numbers of plays for you guys and number of possessions has been something that's come up this year. Is there anything you have to prepare for in case this is a, a short possession game? Because that's stylistically kind of how they play. Yeah, well, it, it's interesting. I, I think um, they've done a really good job this year. They have a good offense, they have a good offensive line, big and strong. The running backs run hard. Um, but, but some of those games that they've been in with, you know, with all the turnovers, I think in maybe the Iowa game, there was 90 to plays to like in the mid-30s, which I've never heard that before. And so uh, they've done an unbelievable job of creating turnovers and, um, you know, giving their offense the ball. And, and then, like you said, they've kind of held on to the ball and played complimentary football there. So, yeah, we've got to look into all those things. Certainly taking care of the football is going to be about most importance here. Um, but, but no, they've, they've done a nice job of that. So, um, you know, we'll have to have contingency plans in place for that. Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes now on Sports Illustrated. Coach, actually, kind of building off Doug's question, um, Penn State's almost dead last in the country in number of plays that have gone for 20 or more yards. They just haven't had a lot of explosive plays. I'm, I'm curious how hard it is to prepare for things that maybe you haven't seen on film. Like, you, you think you know what a team is capable of because you see their talent, but how hard is it to prepare for something that you haven't actually seen? Yeah, I, I you know, I guess that's a question that comes up at the beginning of every season, you know, but when you're this far into the year, typically that's not something that gets talked about a whole lot. But to your point, they've done a lot of, um, they've had a lot of plays in plus territory and, you know, certainly in the red zone. I think maybe they lead the country in most plays in the red zone. So, um, you know, you may not see as many of those types of plays, but certainly, you know, they have them. And then, you know, look, you're, you're six games into the season. You've got enough of a, of a body of work for your own um, resume here to look at. How pleased are you with the way your team is progressing from where you were at the beginning of camp to the beginning of the year to where you are now? Well, it's, um, you know, every week you, you come up for air and figure out where you want to get better, where you need to get better. Um, and then, you know, you you kind of, you know, identify the things that you need to continue to enhance, but then other th things that you need to improve on. And, you know, you go into the game and, and that, like I said, that's that's the test. Well, we got a big test on Saturday. So it's hard for me to say right now because this is just such a big game and our focus is all on this game. So, um, again, better idea after Saturday. Rob Aller, Columbus Dispatch. Yeah, a couple weeks ago you talked about the art of coaching, when to be patient, learning how to be patient, when to bite your tongue, when to be fiery. It seems like, and players confirmed that you 
are a little more fiery this year. I think they call it, uh, you're cutting loose. The question is, <laughs> is this something, you have the pulse of your team better than anybody. Is this something that's intentional that you're doing? Is this just a progression of being comfortable in your skin? Um, I, I, think, I think this team likes to get coached hard. I do. I, I think, um, you know, they, they do. And, and this, is, this is a great team that can get pushed. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, they respond well. Um, and this is a tough game. There's a lot riding on every game. And, and we know that. And so um, you know, it's my job to bring it every week, every Saturday, and push as hard as I can. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it's it's thought out beforehand. You know, I'm not just, you know, yeah, um, flying off the handle. Although, I guess every once in a while, I guess I would. But, you know, I think the guys like to see the passion. I think they like to see that part of it. And so it's my job to bring that, and I'm going to continue to do that. You're more comfortable doing it. Or were you ever not comfortable? Well, I, I, think, it, it, I think it kind of depends on your team. Yeah, I think it does. Um, I think you, you, you got to do the best, the best you can as a leader to, to lead your team and, and what your team needs in that game, in that moment, in that year. And, you know, you know my feeling is this is, this is what this, this team has needed up to this point, and we'll keep identifying it. You know, maybe it'll change tomorrow or whatever, but, again, you know, I think that's what you try to figure out as the head coach. Yeah. Bill Landis, Rivals, podcast. Right, we saw the Kyle around a QB sneak. He kept on that one read play. I'm just wondering if you could also use him in the ways you used Devin last week down in the red zone in the run game, or, or what difference have you seen between the two that, that each of them used Devin? Yeah, no, it was good. It was good to see him get that that pull. Um, you can see he's capable, and and you know, then the next play gets the sneak, like you said. So, um, you know, if, if we can add that part to the game, that certainly helps us a lot. And so we're going to keep challenging Kyle as well to do that. Um, you guys seem to have a. a Maybe the most balance I've seen between like gap scheme and zone schemes in that game against Purdue is that more of this works against Purdue, or, or did you maybe stumble upon we think our offensive line of backs handle the stuff a little better? I, I think a little bit of both. You know, we, we looked hard, obviously coming off the Maryland game to figure out are we are we doing the right things for our guys, but then also that was a unique front. It was the five on the ball front, and we had to do what was best. So a little bit of both there, but you know when you do well, you have to identify why you did well. Um, and then you got to be accurate with your assumptions. Dylan Davis, Delbert, This season's probably a little bit different than the last two in the way that you approach a game. Um, obviously, you have a young quarterback uh, and a defense you can rely on to get stops. Now, I guess, how has that changed your approach to the way you manage a game, the decisions you make, and why you make them when you make them? Well, I, you go into the game trying to figure out you, know, you have different keys on offense, on defense, on special teams that you have to work on to get done. I mean, yeah, you, we identify those, but then you have to look at it holistically of, you know, how are you going to win this game? You know, how do you, and then sometimes you predict it and it kind of goes the way you think and other times it doesn't. Um, and, and that's based on what you have in all three phases. So, um, you know, and then, and then the game changes, you get a feel for how the game's going and you try to do the best you can to adapt to come up with these plans for, um, how to put your guys in best position to win the game. And, you know, at halftime, I say all the time, you're going to be winning, losing, or tied. Then you kind of figure it out in the fourth quarter. But this is going to be a four-quarter battle. Always has been, always will be. Justin Holbrock, WCMH. Let me go back to Rob's question real quick. Why do you think this is a team that responds well to the way that you've been coaching this season? Kate Stover says this is a team that has scars from the past couple of years. Is it that? What do you think it is that is allowing you to coach them this way? 
Um, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, we've all been through a lot together. Yeah. So maybe that's it, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have my finger on it. Maybe I'll have an idea after the season, but, um, we're just going to go hard. We, we know what it takes to win games, you know, so we're going to go attack this thing as hard as we possibly can. And, and that's what we want. And I know that's what, you know, that's what we all, all we all want. That's what the fans want. We, you know, just to go as hard as we possibly can and, and swing as hard as we can. And again, that's, that's what we're going to do on Saturday. But it starts with practice today. We've got to have a really good and intense practice. We've got to be flying around today. Um, I get more worked up for a Tuesday and Wednesday practice. I think I've said that before than sometimes on Saturday because it's so important that we do well. So um, we'll keep swinging. And, you know, this is, this, is, this is a good group of guys. And like you said, we all have scars. They have scars. And, and um, hopefully, you know, the more battles that you're in, the more battle ready you are. Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Hey, the regular season is halfway over, but I, it seems like there's still so much we don't know about your team. I don't know if you have a – I mean, do you kind of agree with that, that there's still a bit of a mystery, um, just how good you are, and, and are your weaknesses truly weaknesses, or are they just, you know, normal steps in development? Um, probably say the same thing about Penn State. Um, well, yeah, I was going to say, you probably, you probably said about a lot of teams right now across the country maybe. Uh, you know, I mean – so I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I, mean, I have a good feel for who we are as a team. Um, but now it's time to go play, you know, again, in a matchup game, you know, top five matchup um, again. And um, I think, we, you know, we, we certainly have learned a little bit about, you know, the quarterback. We've learned a little bit about some of the guys who we didn't know early in the season. But, um, you know, we, our guys and we have the pen to go write the script of what the season's going to look like. And that's really what matters. So, um you know, a big part of what you're saying is going to be what happens on Saturday. Um, obviously, you had a huge win against Notre Dame. This is the second big one. Uh, how much does at least having that experience give you confidence or at least you know kind of where you stand from that game? Yeah, it gives you a little bit of a barometer, I guess. But that that game is so much different than, than this game. Um, you learn a little bit from every game you play during the season. But and that was a very good team. You can see what they did last week. So um, it certainly does give, you know, some guys who maybe haven't played a lot some confidence knowing that, you know, we did win that game and, and you know, we, we could have played better and, and won by more, but uh, we didn't and um, but we did win the game. So there's kind of that, that you know, um, again, barometer that you use to say, OK, here's what I know playing in a game like that. Here's what I know I got to do if I'm going to improve, because that was a couple weeks ago and we need to be you know, much further along than we were at that game. And we'll wrap things up. Tim May. Yeah, Tim May show. Yeah, that's good. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Jerry. I got about 100 questions. I'll only ask two. Um, Dallin Hayden, for example, four running backs. You know, you, you looked up uh, last week and he was your guy. You know, uh, my point is going into a practice like this week where the other three guys were iffy for some reason or another last week, how do you apportion those reps in practice? knowing Dallin's ready to go, you know, I know you will give me all the secrets. And then number two, do you focus more on what his shortcomings are, which look to be, for one of another term, pass pro? You know, he could be a little bit better in that. How, how do you kind of like uh, manage that in a, in a week like this of this importance? I think you, you take a look at how the week goes. I think, like you said, you, you, you spread some of the reps around. And then you come up for air at the end of the week and figure out you know, where guys are at. How they looked in practice, and like does he get more 
reps this week because of that, you think? Um, I think, you know, the guys who are out will, will still get, you know, just as many reps as well. I think you'll, you'll try to spread those around. And um, Tony always does a great job of that, which is why I think Dallin was, was ready to play in the game the way he did, because um, we, we do spread those reps around. And I know it's a question every preseason of, you know, how are you going to, you know, spread those reps around? And I always say, well, it's a long season, you know, and, and so that that's kind of what happened there. But um, but but Dallin has been getting reps in practice. And so I think that's, you know, give give Tony credit for that, getting him ready. Yeah, seemed to show up on Saturday, right? I think so. Yeah. And, and the other thing with Devin Brayden, you and I, you don't remember this, but I asked you about this like a long time ago, five or six years ago. When you put a put us something in, you, you say it's very important. You touched on this a minute ago. To not just have that one play, but to have tangents off of that yeah. one play and stuff. And uh, uh, with Devin Brown, does it give you more uh, confidence now? You know, obviously he learned from fumbling at the right. goal line. Uh, does it give you more confidence now to go to that? You know, like much like Urban did with Tim Tebow. You know, way back when. You know, 2006. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that's why we did it. You know, to, to to see what it looks like, put it on the field. You know, it's like one of those things you just got to do it, and we did it. And, you know, we, we already worked through one of the issues, you know, and hopefully we're growing from that. But like you said, you know, then you build on it because it is different. It does give you a little bit of a different change of pace. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I liked I liked to look in his eye. I liked his competitiveness. Um, he's got to learn from that mistake. But other than that part of it, you know, I thought he handled the, the situation well. Thanks, you got it. Coach, thank you very All much. Right, Up next to the podium is defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles. Yeah, it seemed like Jermaine Matthews put some good things on tape uh, when he entered the game. Or if Denzel wasn't able to go Saturday, are you confident in his ability? And do you expect him to be used in a similar fashion, you know, coming on the field with Jordan and some, you know, with Jordan? Yeah, I'm confident. You know, for a true freshman, he's... He's got a lot of guts. Got a, he's got a lot of moxie. He's just um, talented, and and he's shown the ability to make plays. So we're confident in putting him in there. I, I I could see a similar situation. Rob Aller, Columbus Dispatch. Uh, Ryan Day was just in here talking about uh, he coaches this team hard because it can take it. It wants to be coached hard. Have you noticed him being a little more fiery this year? A and B. Do different teams have different personalities like that based on, you know, who the leaders are, are or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. Every every team is different. And, um, you know, as coaches, we look for the best way to motivate them. And certainly with veterans, you can get after them a little bit harder, challenge them. And uh, that's what we've been doing in practice. And, you know, Coach Day is, is, is always fiery since I've known him. He's always uh, very intense and, and very committed. And, you know, he understands practice is what makes us better, you know, particularly iron sharpens iron. So we really try to push, push him hard in practice. Fourth row middle, Pat Murphy. Jim you, Jim, you were, I think it was after the Notre Dame game, someone asked you, about like a bend don't break defense and you kind of push back on that pretty quickly. What is wrong with being a bend but don't break defense in your mind? At least for, for what you guys want to do. I don't know. I just don't like the way it sounds. <laughs> so how do you how do you 
how would you describe the change? What would you classify this defense as, given how you've changed, which we've talked about quite a bit? One that uh, prevents points, you know, and that's that's our job. You know, the uh, stop rate is so important because you that's the job of the defense. No matter where you go on the field, you got to prevent points, stop points. Uh, three seats away, uh, Andy Baxter, Letterman Run. Jim, what stands out about this Penn State offensive line? Would you say that's maybe the biggest test your defensive line will face this season so far? Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame was pretty good. You know, Penn State is just as good. They're really big, uh, really uh, veteran players. And, you know, so they adjust well. And um, they can they can cover you up. Great size. Uh, far left, Whitney Harding, WCMH. Jim, most of, so much of going into the season focuses on preventing explosive plays. <laughs> Penn State's last in the FBS in explosive plays, but they still score a buku of points. So what is challenging about that kind of an offense that just kind of grinds you out and still puts points on the board? Yeah, and, uh, you know, their time of possession is awesome, and I think most red zone plays in the country um, – you got to find a way to the challenging part is find a way to get them off schedule you know like if if they just stick to a schedule and they can move down the field um they've been very successful at that so you try to knock them off kind of get them behind the sticks um but winning the situations you know the third down and red zone that becomes even more important because if you can win the third down it's like stealing a possession uh middle 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 left, Dan Holt, 11 Warriors. Jim, we saw Cody Simon play a lot more of his past week. Just how do you feel like maybe he, him and Steele compare right now in terms of how they're playing? Yeah, they're neck and neck. I mean, Cody is uh, continuing to earn uh, more playing time. You know, he plays both positions, um, extremely valuable, but uh, – He's earned the time, and uh, he's extremely competitive at that position. What are the things that you think Cody brings to you when he's on the field versus what Steele brings? You know, Cody brings kind of an added dimension in the run game, you know, because he's more of a Mike linebacker type. So when he's in there at will, um, he can be more effective in the run game. And obviously Steele brings a uh, – stronger athleticism you know uh, seems to be able to make more plays in in the uh in the passing game and cover more space doug lane reese kings of columbus jim you guys at times right against a uh, a heavy package team or a run team will play three linebackers together um could that be a possibility this week or the way you've talked about sunny as he's almost like a sam linebacker would that just be like, no, we'll put Sonny down in the box and let him do that? Yeah, we'll have both. But um, Sonny certainly gives us that flexibility to not have to. Like, we don't have to substitute because he can do both. But we'll always have both. And um, when you have somebody like Drew Aller, he hasn't ever thrown – he hasn't thrown a pick yet in his career. Um, how do you sort of game plan maybe for a quarterback who – who takes care of the ball, but maybe, I don't know, isn't going to take a lot, a lot of chances, just any kind of quarterback who's sort of playing that stylistically. Yeah, you, you 
you've got to uh, challenge receivers, you know, in the intermediate area. He's really good at those uh, passes. And you have to be able to put some pressure on him and kind of, um, you know, present different looks to him just to kind of uh, get him thinking. You know, he's got he's got to be – we got to push our rush and really defend that intermediate zone. Far right, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. Uh, I think coming into the season, people would have you know, spoke a lot of respect about Singleton and, and Allen, their running backs. Statistically, it hasn't been that impressive from Penn State. I guess just what are you seeing from them as far as what, what this rushing attack is this season? Yeah, I don't. I don't look at the statistics, but I look at the the video, and it's 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 impressive. They're hard running, a good one two tandem. They hit the hole, and then they have the ability to bounce. You know, they bounce plays a lot. So um, the film shows that they're really good, and they'll be a force to contend with. When did uh, you first get an indication that uh, Jermaine Matthews might be? Uh, and I know he hasn't, he wasn't starting, but the, that he might be able to be a big contributor this season. Yeah, really from the first day he arrived on campus. You know, he's uh, one of those guys that has a lot of energy. Like I said, he's got <laughs> moxie, I call it. You know, he, you know, from day one, he was willing to step in there and compete, you know, against um, some of the best receivers in the country. So for a young, when you see a young guy do that, you think he's got a chance. Um, front row right here, Austin Ward, Rivals, the podcast. Jim's I don't know, a little bit of a mild surprise to see Caden McDonald out there making plays late. Maybe not a surprise to you, just me. Is he pushing in to expand some of the depth at tackle? What, what have you guys seen that he earned that opportunity? Yeah, he has uh, – He, uh, you know, our offensive coaches tell us kind of what's going on on scout team, and um, he gives them fits down there. You know, so he's he's a guy that we wanted to look at if we have the chance, and, and – uh, he seems to be a real force inside, you know, and he plays um, with a high motor, just a really uh, positive kid. So, yeah, I think he's got a chance to push into the lineup. Jeremy Birmingham, the podcast, Rivals. Jim, it's, it's sort of unusual sometimes to see a player do things that, like, JT2 used a spin move, I think, this year like four times, and every time he does it, it seems like it causes chaos for the quarterback and the offensive line. How much freedom does he have to experiment and do different things, or is it just a matter of in that moment he feels he's going to, to do that, or is he actively encouraged to not do that? No, he's – well, you, we, we love, like to let JT play um, because he's a guy who's going to come up – you've seen him come up with the big plays and the big moments – but you know there there are calls that are different. There are you know defined rushes and things, and there are other calls where he knows that he can he can cut it loose, do whatever he wants. Cameron T. Robinson, the Athletic. Jim, kind of going back on Cody and Steele. Coming into this year, you mentioned you wanted to rotate more at linebacker. Is this kind of the, the snap share that you thought you'd, you'd have, or did Cody step up and take it uh, into the force? Yeah, no, this is um, this is what I hoped for, and, um, you know, Cody's earned it. So I guess the answer would be both. I mean, I, I hope to get this, and, and he's, really, he's really earned it with what he's done in practice and when he's got his chances in the game. Was it so 
something earlier in the year that you just you wanted to see more from Cody before you gave him this this run? Yeah, I, I you know what happens in practice is um, you know the ones get most of the reps, so you know we had to keep looking at our own rotation, I guess you would say, to make sure that he got more and more opportunities, you know, in practice. And, uh, you know, he earned it. Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Jim, what did you uh, see from Jack Sawyer Saturday for him to get his first sacks of the year? You know, Jack's always been there, man. He's been close. You know, he's, he's you know, we've faced a lot of quarterbacks that are getting the ball out of their hands quickly, you know, which is good for our defense, but doesn't produce the, the high sack number. So he's been real close, you know. It's just one of those things you knew was going to happen. Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. Another on JT. We all remember what he did against Penn State. That Nobody's going to expect anyone to do that again. But what have you seen from I expect him to do well, it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you seen from him this year in terms of, you know, is he a better player now this year? What have you seen in terms of his growth? Yeah, increased, uh, you know, increased football intelligence. I mean, JT is a awesome player in his own right, just kind of doing his thing. But I, I see a guy who continues to understand more about the defense and his role in the defense and, you know, where the ball is going to come out based on the call, all those things. He just has a greater understanding. And we know Ty Leakes, you know, the things that with him have been consistency and the health. Um, he's, he's showing that this year. Is there anything that's happened kind of behind the scenes that you've seen that has allowed him to become really a dominating player? No, I mean, Tyleek is just, uh, no, it just simply boils down to reps with him, you know. Um, the more reps he gets, the better he gets, you know. So it's just really that uh, staying healthy, like you said, the more practice time he gets and the more chances he gets, he gets better. Steven Means, Nathan, Cleveland.com. Um, just when Denzel left the game, I think the immediate decision was to put Jermaine out there on that field side, on the boundary side, excuse me. But then there was times when Davis and Aiden Nose was on that side and Jordan was on that side. Just, I don't even know how much of this you would want to get into, but in your scheme, what are the expectations for a guy playing field versus boundary corner? Um. More isolation to the boundary, you know, more press to the boundary, um, more help to the field with the big space and, and, and the time and distance kind of factor. So just things happen a lot faster into the boundary. What about Jermaine and Davison's skill sets make them fit at that boundary spot? Um, Davison is long, you know, he's aggressive. Um, against the run, what you see a lot, what you get, he's got to participate more in that into the boundary. And um, Jermaine is just, uh, he got moxie. You know what I mean? You know, said it like three times. He's just a guy you can, you you know, is going to compete, you know, in those one-on-one situations. So he, he's he's a guy you can put pressure on. You need that moxie dog mentality to play that <coughs> position. Yes. Steve Helway, 24-7 Sports. Yeah, Coach, I want to ask you, uh, Purdue had eight plays on their first possession, missed the field goal. Then the next three possessions in a row, you got three and out and uh, had a batted pass and a sack in there to kind of force the punt. 
it just felt watching it that Purdue, both offense and defense, got demoralized as that half went on and, and just were nowhere near as effective after that. How important was that to make those kind of negative plays and, and the value of just getting three and out and getting the ball back? Field position, all of it for your team. Yeah, it's everything really. I mean, to be able to deliver the ball back to the offense, that's our job as quickly as possible without points. So, and I think there's a lot of momentum. I try to, you know, there's, like you said, there's a lot of momentum, you know, for the team, fans, whatever, guys on the sideline. When the defense is producing like that, everybody feels better. And I don't discount that because, you know, it just creates momentum. Tim May, Letterman Rowe on three. Tim May show. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Uh, you like to use the word moxie. Does Tyleek Williams have moxie? I mean, what sets him apart right now of what he's actually physically doing on the field? Because it seems like every week he seems to be even more of a factor. Yeah, I'd say he definitely has moxie. He's got that, like, uh, you know, never gets down, um, really positive attitude. And combined with athleticism. I mean, that's the biggest thing I'd say about Tyler. It's athleticism. Like, he strong at the point of attack, yes. But I'd say his real strength is being able to get off of blocks. Yeah, step around, move around, stunt, um, use his hands. I mean, that's his real strength. And one other thing, uh, these guys, the best defense I think they've gone against, maybe you might disagree, was Iowa this year. They threw the ball 43 times in that game. I mean, they're capable of lining up and just dinking and dunking, right? I mean, how do you, how do you prep for a team like that that's known kind of with those running backs and yet Aller and, and like Whitney was asking earlier, they haven't really cut him loose yet. I'm talking about throwing the ball deep. Just what's going on in your mind right now? Like whirlwind kind of thing? Yeah. Stop everything. Prepare for everything. Stop everything. Have answers for everything. Yeah, that's basically it. But but shows they have faith in Aller. That oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. He's talented. He he makes good decisions. Um, you know, I think they feel like they have a full complement of offense, and we need to have a full complement of defense. Got time for two more questioners. Tony Gerdman, Buckeye Huddle. Jim, how valuable has Jordan Hancock been to this defense, and how much relief has he given you at that nickel position? Yeah, he's. You know, the, the versatility and I guess the fact that he embraced it, you know, he embraced the move into nickel and then you saw us being able to put him back to corner. So um, that's not as easy as it looks. Nickel position involves a lot of different matchups, different routes, different uh, fits in the coverage. So really it was it started with his willingness. You know, he just wanted to wanted to learn and embraced it. And um yeah, it's given it's given us a lot of uh, confidence, I guess. You know, to be able to move him back and forth. And then, is there a little part of you that is upset that Jermaine Matthews is not from Philly? I never thought of it that way, but yeah, I mean, I, I never thought of it that way. But he's got that he's got that Philly kind of attitude. Go Phils, by the way. I see, I see, I see the hat. On our way to the second, uh, another World Series, right? That's right. Actually, uh, Bill Landis from the Broad Street Bulletin gets the last question today. <laughs> Is that paper still in existence? I think it's gone, isn't it? I used to I used to deliver the bulletin when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
the the rate at which Tyreek is batting down passes at the line is that just him like being an athlete or are you calling things to like try to keep him in some of those? Drills? I wish I was calling. Yeah. Hey, call that call that bat down pass play. No, I, no, I, no. That that is that is strictly Tyreek being being an athlete. I think he had like three last game. That's it's amazing and what an effective uh, factor for the defense. I think one time we we busted a coverage. There was a guy standing wide open for the first down, and he batted it down. So that's invaluable. And um, just thinking about Jordan Hancock and Sonny Styles, I, I know you've one of the you've talked about one of the streamlined things with Sonny. Is there any part of you that is hopeful that maybe you can get to the point where those two can play together, or is that not something you want to like overload Sonny with? Yeah, I think that would. Um, I think it. I think it's a possibility. But yeah, I, I just go back to you have to pick and choose your moments because they're both making really good progress. So it's always that balance of how much to overload them with and how much just to let them play. Coach, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.